You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and uh, Vancouver's initial inaugural um, their inaugural film festival gets underway December um, seven, eight, and nine, and uh, there is a great selection, a fantastic selection of movies out there. And um, one of the movies is Maze with Stephen Burke, and it previously had been screened in Toronto. And Maze is based in Northern Ireland in 1983 in what is considered one of the highest security prisons in all of Europe, where 38 inmates, all members of the IRA, hijack a food truck and smash their way into freedom. And it was the biggest and largest breakout in British or Irish history and a pivotal event into the area known in the, of the area known as the Troubles and it's depicted in the movie Maze. <coughs> Stephen Burke, thanks a million for coming along for a chat. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, uh, before we get into the maze, uh, and uh, it's being screened in Vancouver, uh, a bit about yourself, um, your background in the movie business, and what got you into it? Well, I, I studied film in college in Dublin, and um, after I left, I started working in the camera department as a freelancer in, on TV and film productions, and then uh, I started writing, and when my first short film got funded, uh, that was like 25 years ago. I've been um, writing and directing since then, and I'm, I'm also a novelist. I have two novels published. Right, and give us a bit, a bit, a little info on the the two novels. Uh, we we live between Italy and Ireland, and I became interested interested in Italy's history. So the first novel is set against the background of Italian colonial times when uh, a country in East Africa, Eritrea, was uh, one of their colonies in, in the Mussolini time, so it's set in the 1930s. And the, the second novel, The Reluctant Contact, is uh, uh, set in a, a Russian mine on Svalbard, in, which is part of Norway. So... Um the the books then have when how long ago did you publish those and uh, are you working on any further novels at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I'm not working on other novels. I'm, I'm uh, concentrating on scripts at the moment. But the the reluctant contact was out last year, right? And uh, the good Italian is four four years old now. We're hoping um, that the reluctant contact might become a TV series. Uh, a production company has optioned the rights to it. And uh, we're still trying to make the good Italian as a as a movie. Right, right. So, <laughs> in your school days, then uh, were you involved in drama? Uh, like I know when I was at school, we had the annual opera, the operetta, where us boys dressed <laughs> up as girls, etc. Um, <laughs> had, had you theatre at school? No, no. Um, not that I'm aware of. Maybe there was, but I I missed it completely. If there was, right. So yeah. what, what what got you into, or where was the enthusiasm for theatre, and, and as a result, kind of the arts? Uh, well, well, I always enjoyed cinema, but um, when I left school, my first job was in an insurance company, right. and I said, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. So uh, I, I used to go to the cinema every day after work, and then uh, I saw an Irish film, which was a big surprise to me that Irish people made films. This was like in, in the late 80s. Uh, it was a film called Anne Devlin by uh, Pat Murphy. Okay. So, um, so then I decided, uh, I, I found out where you could study film, and, and it just went from there. Right, right. So uh, let's talk about Maze. 
Um, okay. A very um, full-bodied subject matter in every yes. way, <laughs> and and uh, with many many layers, many personalities. Where did that come from in your head? Where did you decide this was a project that I really wanted to tackle? Um, well, my first two short films were also set around the Northern Ireland conflict. One was set in Derry in the late 60s about uh, the civil rights movement. And, and the second one was set uh, during the hunger strike. So it, it was familiar territory for me. And uh, I knew a, a documentary maker from Belfast. Uh, Brendan Byrne, who's made some excellent documentaries, and he, he was making one about the escape. And he was interviewing three of the escapers. And he, he asked me would I be interested in doing dramatic inserts for his documentary. So he, he gave me the research. And uh, I said, there's a, there's a movie in this. I'd rather, well, can we do a movie instead? And um, we, we started from there. It took us a long time to finance it, but, um, you know, that's how it began. So when then you saw it as potential for a project, um, <coughs> there's a whole lot of questions around that that I found um, fascinating and I'll come to it. Uh, but um, the many layers that Northern Ireland politics and Northern Ireland history uh, brings to the table would have required you to really try to get to understand the traditional divide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, one of the approaches we had to the film was um, how could we make a film about 1983 and a prison escape, but but have some relevance to where we are now. And um, the, one of the main tactics of the prisoners was to make friends with the warders and to engage in dialogue with the warders, and they'd ne they'd never really. Um, even though a lot of them come, came from communities where there were, was unionists not that far from them. You know, a lot of them had never engaged in conversations with people from the other communities. So uh, even though this dialogue was based on uh, deception, uh, I, th I just thought it was a, you know, fake friendships were formed, you know, and dialogue took place. And I, I thought this was a really interesting way of um, showing the, the potential of dialogue between the two communities. So then in putting the script together and in building the story, how heavily did you rely on fact and the amount of information that you'd been able to get from former prisoners? Um, well, as much of it as possible is based on fact. and it, there's, there's very little in the film that isn't true or isn't a, a variation on something that actually happened. Um, obviously, we, we had to, because we, we just have two, two main characters and, and some peripheral characters, we had to, uh, you know, narrow things down so that everything that happened to it, maybe, you know, a hundred people happens in, in this relationship between these two guys. Now, when it comes to location, and this was one of the things that really fascinated me about the whole movie, when it comes to location, and yes. you were able to find a location or use a location, where was, where was this filmed? It was filmed in Cork Prison, the old prison in Cork. Right. If we, we, at, at the time, we, we had a, 
a relatively small budget. It, it, it sounds like a lot. It was 1.8 million euros, but but if you're trying to build the, the maze prison, uh, it, it's not a very large amount of money. And the, the, there was no possibility of shooting in the maze because it's all gone now. It's bulldozed. You know, there's just a tiny bit left. Um, so at the time, we were talking about building a set uh, as much as we could with the, the money that we had. And then we heard that um, the, the prison service had built a new prison in Cork across the road from the old prison. And they were literally closing the old one down, moving all the prisoners across. And this was about three months before we were due to shoot. And it, it seemed too good to be true. You know, you're, you're going to shoot a prison movie and somebody's as an empty prison, you know. Um, so we went down to look at it, and we, you know, we, we still had some uh, things that we needed. You know, we needed it to be uh, as much as possible like the maze, you know, which the, the maze is, is in H blocks. So the, the each uh, each bar of the H has two wings separated by a, a gate lock area in the middle. Right. And we just walked into Cork Prison, and it was exactly like that. So it was... We couldn't believe it. So we were very lucky because the prison service didn't know what they were going to do with this old prison at the time. Okay. And literally when they were thinking about it, they got the call from us uh, asking, could we use it? So it, it, I still find it hard to believe that it, it actually happened. Right. <laughs> because the, as I say, well, that was one of the questions. I was looking at this because it's so realistic and obviously you, it was filmed in a prison. And to yeah. be able to get your hands on a prison <laughs> for a movie like this was fantastic. Yeah. Now, when it came to casting, <coughs> again, you had a big cast. And yes. um, the nature of politics in the North means that you're dealing with strong personalities of its nature. If you're a weakling, yeah. you're not going to rise to the top. Um, so you would have had to come up with two teams of very strong personalities. Yes. Um, well, th th uh, we did a lot of casting sessions, and um, a, a, lot, a lot of people were northern actors. A lot of northern actors were very interested in, in being in it. Um, uh, you know, when you're casting a, a movie like this, it's um, you can't just give. Even though actors may be very talented, you can't. You're trying to create a combination of characters and people who look a bit different and who uh, will will work well together. So um, we, for the leads, we wanted Tom von Lawler, who's really well known in Ireland, uh, household name from uh, the series he did, Love Hate, which ran for five seasons. Um, and he's a real mild-mannered guy, but he he does. Um, tough um, really well um, and pe people can see him uh, since, since he worked with us uh, he went on to work with Marvel and people can see him in um, uh, Avengers Infinity Wars he plays um, one of the bad guys um, Ebony Moore right. um, and for, for the warder uh, um, Barry Ward we, we'd worked with him before we did a uh, Italian film, which was an Italian-Irish co-production, and he had played a part in that, and we, we wanted somebody who uh, could show a very human side, and, and Barry is like that in real life, you know, he has humanity to burn, and uh, uh, he, he gives a really nuanced performance. And for the rest of the cast, we were shooting in Cork, so we, because we, we couldn't 
uh, afford to bring a lot of actors down to Cork. We we held open casting sessions in Cork, and uh, we we literally had people queuing down the street to audition. And so a lot of the guys are from Cork in the in the film. You wouldn't know it from the accent. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we, we had a few Belfast actors, Martin McCann and Lola Roddy, and uh, they helped uh, anybody, any of the cast who needed fine-tuning on their northern accents. They, they were there to help them. Right. Now, the other aspect of any movie like this, and as you said earlier on, you wanted to present this in a way that, while it was 1983, that it had a relevance today. Yes. Since the movie has been initially screened and since it has gone around to various festivals, etc., what has the reaction been to that aspiration? Uh, it, it, it has gone down really well and uh, um, like the, it has, there was a, a broad range of reactions that I was interested in. The, the first one at the at the very first premiere in Galway, a couple of the escapers were there, okay. uh, which was a bit terrifying. But uh, it went down really well with them, and one of them said it, he thought it was flawless. Uh, I'm sure it's not quite flawless, but uh, we were delighted with that. And then when uh, the the next nervous outing was in Belfast, so we we got a good. Uh, with the Belfast press, it was completely different than the Dublin press. The Dublin press was all about uh, movies and uh, actors, and in Belfast it was all politics, politics, politics. So we got a, a good grill, and so we had to be on our toes for that one. And then at the screening, um, a young unionist guy came up to me afterwards, and he said he had been in two minds about whether to come to it because his community doesn't get a fair representation generally in uh, fiction uh, and he said he was very happy with it. A lot of people have, have said from the unionist community have said they're, they're, they're quite surprised and very happy with um, Barry Ward's performance as the warder. Right. So. so the other aspect of relevance of course then is that uh, um, we are going through interesting times at the moment which may have political repercussions with Brexit. Yes. Um, do you feel that the movie may uh, in any way help people understand where the problems and the troubles were even though there has been so many years of relative calm and what the potential risks might be if there was a flare up again um, well I would like to think so but, but I, think, I think you know the people who are pushing Brexit the the right wing in the Conservative Party, I don't think they know anything about Northern Ireland and I don't think they give a damn and they don't want to know. You know, they have, they have their own English agenda and uh, I, I think the idea of keeping Northern Ireland is, you know, just uh, has nothing to do with Northern Ireland. It's kind of an old idea about maintaining their empire, um, but you know, they don't visit it, they don't know anything about it, uh, they don't need it. Right. Um, so. so, so effective, effectively, um, in one way, you're wasting your sweetness on the desert air with that. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> but, we, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Brexit because um, it, you know, they've gotten the best deal they can probably from the EU and they're probably 
going to vote against it in the British Parliament, and then where we are after that, nobody knows. But it's fantastic to see a small country like Ireland having the weight. You know, it, it shows immediately what happens when Britain is out of the EU, that a small country like Ireland has 27 countries supporting them in, their, in the negotiations about the Irish border, okay. and uh, the, the Irish have probably never been so powerful in their, in their negotiations with Britain, so that was one good point. Right, right. Um, so then, of the other festivals that you have been screened at, um, where else have you been? I know as we talked earlier, you were in Toronto, now you're in Vancouver, uh, it was in Galway, I guess at the Film Fla. Um, yeah, it, it's been, it, it's out quite a while now, it was out since September, it launched in September 2017 uh -huh. in Ireland, so it's a, a year old now, but it, in, in, it was the most successful film, in our Irish film in Ireland in 2017 and in Northern Ireland, it made a, a million dollars at the box office in Ireland, um, and it's, it's screened all over the world since then, it's on it's on Netflix in the UK and Ireland, and uh, it's it's sold to Asia and uh, all over Europe, and uh, it, it's getting uh, theatrically released in uh, the USA in March. Okay, okay. So when something like this happens, that you do so well at festivals and that it gets critically acclaimed, does it make it easier for your next project? Uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. We're in that process now, but um, it, it's definitely easier when you say my last one made a million dollars as opposed to nobody bought my last one. So, yes, uh, fingers crossed anyway. It helps, I think, with, you know, getting uh, bigger actors as well, you know, that you can say, you know, y your work is not going to disappear. Right. If you're working with me, you know, it's going to get out there and get seen. Because I know at a lot of the festivals where the movies are screened, that's where it brings you in, in contact with the distribution, which, of yep. course, is your lifeline to getting your work out there. Yes, so, yes. So what's in the pipeline? Um, one script um, about Ireland in the, uh, in the war years when Ireland was neutral. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a dark comedy. And uh, an another project set in Northern Ireland, which would be my my fourth project set in Northern Ireland. Okay. Um, and when would you um, hope uh, give you're on uh, an early stage in one? I gathered there where you're trying to pull the things together. So what timelines are you hoping you could achieve? Well, next summer would be good, <laughs> but uh, you know it's difficult to say. Right. Right. So would you say also then that having lived and and living in two places between Italy and Ireland, that it has allowed you to develop a perspective that you may not have been able to gain had you stayed in Ireland? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. But I have a perspective on a, a different perspective on a lot of things. Being an, an immigrant in Italy, you know, I'm I suppose with Brexit I'm, I'm conscious of, you know, the effect that that will have on, on UK citizens and, and also Europeans who are living in the UK because here in Italy we have all the benefits that the, as Irish citizens we have all the benefits that the EU gives, you know, we, um, we're in the Eurozone, we've uh, 
I, d I don't need a permit to work. I can, you know, we can we can move freely between the two. Mm -hmm. um, and and had had I not moved to Italy, I probably may never have written a novel because that was the inspiration for my first novel. It was was Italy's history, so um, it's definitely been beneficial in that way. And I'm thinking in terms of maze that having okay. taken a step outside of Ireland, that by removing yourself from the proximity of what are long-held um, different views because of one side of the border or the other, by standing yeah. out from that, do you think it helped in how you put the, the movie together? Um, I, I don't know if that had an, an effect, but I, I, I always tried to, even when I did my short films uh, a long time ago, I, I always tried to give... Um, the perspective of both sides, you know, because I, I, I thought, I still think that um, just to give one side is is uh, is not helpful in any way to anybody. I think it's it's you know you're you're moving into the area of propaganda. Mm -hmm. Like we, we we were at one screening in in London, and there was a a former IRA uh, member in the audience, and uh, he he was annoyed. That um, I think annoyed is the polite word. He was, an, which it wasn't the general reaction of, of former IRA members, but um, he was annoyed that we had uh, been fair. Okay. And he 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 was saying that uh, we should just have presented the the British side as oppressors, and what we were we doing, you know, showing them having human conversations, you know, with the the IRA right. cast, um, but. You know, I don't think you're doing yourself any favors if you're just such, uh, showing one side of the story. It's like it's it's not the whole story if you're just showing one side of it. Indeed. Well, Stephen, we should wrap up and just to give um, uh, uh, I, the itinerary for this is the movie is being screened on Sunday, December 9th, and it's at 9 p.m. Um, and the, it's at the Van City Theatre in Vancouver, Maze, and we've been chatting with Stephen Burke about it, and the actors include Tom Vaughan Lawler, uh, Barry Ward, and Martin McCann. runs for 92 minutes, so a little over an hour and a half, so if you get in for nine, you'll be out for a little after 10.30. And uh, it's been a fascinating conversation, and indeed, Stephen, thanks a million for taking the time. My pleasure. Thank you.